T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good Sunday morning, everybody, and welcome on in. It is Tobin's Fight Show here on 790 The Ticket. What a classic last night. I mean, it was thrilling in every sense of the word. Everything that makes you a fight fan. All the uh, things that you kind of go through and the disappointments that you usually get or things not living up to expectations. Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder 3 was everything and more. Um, it, it It just had everything to it. It was so good and had every element of drama it had just unbelievable guts and courage and adjustments and levels of dirty fighting some controversy um everything it just had everything and you know it's it's one of those things where even like after you're what it's like when you're watching the fight happen you know you're watching something special immediately. Andre Ward mentioned this as it was going on. Uh, I, th- I felt like the the read on social media was there as well, which is kind of a cool thing because normally like these are things that are left for people to wax poetic on and write articles about and like the great boxing writers will tell you tales of it. And, and in this day and age, we're all kind of just living it in the moment. And it felt like I do feel like that appreciation was there right away for what these two guys were putting off into the ring and what kind of performance they were putting forth for us. And what a just what a thrilling show by both of these gentlemen. And, you know, Tyson Fury ended up getting the win in the 11th round with that ferocious knockdown of a a ferocious knockout of a uh, I don't even think fatigued is enough of an adjective to put on what Deontay Wilder was during this fight. But I do think for this performance, it was in a lot of ways so huge for both of them. But I think in a lot of ways was even bigger for Deontay. And I didn't end up getting the win. But I do think that the respect that people had for him jumped into such another level. Because I was just hearing a lot of stuff in the lead up to this fight about you know, the guy being a one-trick pony, the guy not fighting, what is his legacy, all this type of stuff. And it obviously wasn't the most becoming behavior of a longtime champion, the way that he took the loss to Tyson Fury and the way that he fired his trainer and all the excuses and all the stories and all the conspiracies. However, you see the way that he fought tonight and you see the way that 
he was able to walk through the storm in, in, in crazy manners. You know, it, it's a little bit of a nod to him as saying, oh, maybe he was right. You know, maybe maybe he should have been able to go out on his shield, go out on his own terms. Maybe he would have been able to summon something because even in the, the rounds where late where he was getting knocked down in the 10th round, he was still coming back with, with some uh, tenacity, with some flurries, with some with some life, uh, basically up until the body just couldn't take it anymore, and Tyson Fury put him away with an absolutely hellacious one too. But uh, I think Deontay Wilder earned a, a lot of respect from people tonight, and uh, it was just a, a really thrilling performance because you know he comes out in that first round and he's attacking the body. Everything that we heard from Malik Scott. He was delivering on. It was a lot like when we heard from what Tyson Fury was going to be with Sugar Hill Stewart, the the first, the the second fight around, that he was going to be the bigger puncher. He was going to be the bully. All right, we'll we'll believe it when we see it. Same thing with Deontay. Like, all right, you're going to go and, and be a little bit more of a boxer. You're going to do the jab. You're going to go to the body. We're going to see the, the the hook a little bit more. Believe it when I see it. And we saw it. I mean, the guy came out there and he, and he outboxed Tyson Fury in that first round. He won the round. And definitely, I think, set some things up in 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 chaos for Tyson Fury early on but Tyson Fury look um what this shows and what I think this performance shows is that this guy is you know the baddest man on the planet really I mean you know we could talk about pound for pound and we could talk about these guys performances and who puts forth what but you know I think this guy's just the man right now he really is uh he took that adjustment that 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 uh, that new twist that Deontay tried to give him, and you know spun it right where he was supposed to be in the in the in the second round, kind of got things right. Then he puts the then everything really just uh, goes off kilter in the third round. Like the third round is like the out of body experience where it's uh it's 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 it was Deontay Wilder looking really really good. Uh, I thought that he was actually winning a majority of that round and. Tyson Fury gets him. I mean, he gets him, hits him with a with a with a right hand right up against the ropes, puts him down to the canvas, and you're like, oh man, this this looks this looks bad. Like, because he was using a lot of energy, and they were mentioning the uh, you know the added mass that he had to him. Did that have a factor? I don't know. I think that uh, I think that it definitely, probably, if anything, was able to help him withstand a lot of the 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 dirty tactics and a lot of the pushing down that Tyson Fury was 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 doing um there's definitely I think going to be some elements of when Deontay Wilder when when he speaks about this uh talking about the officiating and uh the long count in in, uh the upcoming round where um he gets the two knockdowns and what was going on there and really Tyson Fury uh, basically set, spent the next two rounds keeping Deontay Wilder in a headlock to really get his wits about him again because you know when he took those two when he when he when he took those two knockdowns it was no bueno for him it looked like it was going off to uh, a really really bad place because um man I mean you you probably thought after Deontay Wilder went down in that third round okay this is going to be all she wrote and for him to come back. And knock down Tyson Fury twice, not once, twice, and looked like he was going to be back on the road to regaining his title. 
you just got like all these feelings of a fan. It's like everything is a storybook uh, sometimes. And you're just like, man, this is like, this is what makes sports. This is what makes fighting. This is what makes drama. Everything that Deontay Wilder was able to put out in that fourth round to come back, to have the fortitude, everything that he had fought for, everything that he had argued about to come back and put Tyson Fury on the canvas twice in a round and really flip the fight on its head for that moment where we probably all thought this is going down a bad road for him. Uh, for him to have that moment was just so huge and uh, really just uh, just uh, just so exciting in every way. And I thought Tyson Fury was going to be in trouble, man. Like, you know, and that, again, goes to credit to him because – as much credit as Tyson, as as much love is going to be poured on Deontay Wilder today for his fortitude, and it should. This man, Tyson Fury, has taken some of the most hellacious punches from maybe the best knockout artist the heavyweight division has ever seen, certainly of the last twenty years, and he is he's been able to get up every single time. Now, maybe he's getting a little bit of an extra boost from the referees when it comes to this. Uh, that's definitely something that could be on the table for this is like, did he get a little bit of an extra bump? Sometimes this is a very subjective thing. It's up to the ref's count. He's supposed to get, pick up the count from the, the corner. But I d- guarantee that is going to be something that we hear from uh, with the Wilder camp. And this referee had a really, really tough job. Um. You have two very, very big gentlemen. He's trying his best to be in there, tap the body to get them to break up, trying also to have them punch out of things. But make no mistake, I mean, Tyson Fury was holding the head of Deontay Wilder and trying to lean on the head a lot. Should Deontay Wilder put himself in that position a a bunch of times? Maybe not, but I felt it was like almost to a fault that he was really, really allowing to... uh, to, to, to lean on ahead one point just push Deontay Wilder down like he was he was using all of those dirty tactics to exhaust and frustrate Deontay Wilder in a lot of ways um but man that that fourth round when, we're, when 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 he puts him down in that fourth round twice it just had to be like this I I, I wonder what the the dump though was like from Deontay because I thought that he looked good. I had uh, I had the the uh, the fifth round going to him as well. Uh, the unofficial scorer had that, but some did have it going for Tyson Fury. So it's a pretty even round. Uh, I thought that he was able to take advantage of of Fury looking a little bit still out of it, but he did by the end of it look like he was uh, he was coming back. Um, but yeah, I, I really really thought that in the sixth round. Tyson Fury decided, all right, enough of putting this stuff up in space. I'm going to make this a dirty fight. I am going to lean on him. We're going to go a lot back to the tricks that we used in the second fight. And I thought that that really flipped a lot of things. Now, look, I really think from basically round six on, I'm looking back at my scorecard. I gave everyone to Tyson Fury. Um. And I ended up when the when the knockout happened, I had it ninety five ninety one for Tyson Fury. He, uh, but Wilder still had his moments. Like that was the thing. I think that we were looking at Tyson Fury. He really by by the end of round six looked like he was uh, he was all the way back. 
Round seven, he almost knocked him out. He almost knocked him down again. The ropes bounced Deontay Wilder back up. That was another thing. Like there was a couple of exchange where when even uh, it looked like Deontay was going to go down, he strategically was able to hold Tyson Fury in the right way uh, to keep himself up. And, you know, there were, you know, maybe I think Tyson would have done it. He ended up getting him down three times. Might have, I mean, there were a couple occasions where he might have been able to get him down five if, if, if circumstances were just a twinge different. Um, but I thought that we saw by, by round, by the second half of this fight, we saw a pretty labored, beleaguered Deontay Wilder, who was like at the point where he was just looking for haymakers, but there were certain points where he really got it. Like he was, he was, he was really having this one of these things where, and I think the best moments that he probably had, he's like. It was like in the ninth round, you know, he looks done up against the ropes, and he's still catching Tyson Fury with these nasty uppercuts, these quick right hands. Tyson Fury's hitting him back though; he's just got the faster hands at this point. Um, and you know, I think that was just the big difference is that Deontay had to load up so much, and I think he would catch Tyson Fury, but Tyson was just a little bit more devastating. He had so much more pop. He was in just. In, in a lot of ways, ironically, the way their bodies look, in the better shape uh, to carry everything that he had forth in the second half of this fight. Um, round ten, brutal knockdown from Tyson Fury, but Tyson, but that was this was the one where like he he gets him completely off balance. Uh, Wilder goes down, but it was a lot like it was very similar to the twelfth round of their first fight. Where like even in that last thirty seconds, that last twenty to thirty seconds, Wada was Wada was 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 still throwing haymakers, was still was still uh, was still was still dangerous and still crazy. And I think that was probably his last stand because we get to the eleventh round. That's where the vicious KO happens, a one-two monster right hand, and it sends uh, Deontay Wilder to the canvas in a violent way. And that was all she wrote. Um, a thriller, man. One of the best fights I've ever seen. I don't think that uh I, I, I don't think I've seen many fights better than that with the stakes, with the back and forth, with the drama, with all the, the hate that these guys have for each other. Just one of the best fights I've ever seen. Um and for Tyson Fury solidifies that he's this he's that dude of this era. Um especially with Anthony Joshua and the stumbles that he's taken. Tyson Fury sh- certainly had uh, had, had, a, had a, a very game rival in Deontay Wilder. I, I said this last week. I thought that Deontay Wilder was going to show a better version of himself. I thought that this was going to end up going the distance. It was a round away from going the distance, but it did go in a lot of ways. I do think it went the way that I thought it was going to go. It, 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 it couldn't, I could have never painted it being this much drama. But I, I definitely thought that I was going to see a Tyson Fury win, but I didn't think, uh, but I didn't think that we were going to see uh, as big a blowout as we did in the in the second fight, and we saw a much more game Deontay Wilder. I think if it wasn't so crazy within the first three rounds, it would have been interesting to see would he have kept going with the body attack, would he have kept trying to go that route. But as you know, Tyson Fury has says people revert to who they are. Um, 
that's a lot of what we once the once once bleep at the fan you uh you kind of had to be at that point where all right this is a firefight and let's see what the uh what the others got so uh it was an absolute classic i i gotta give a shout out shout out to that judge who uh that arbiter it was it arbiter or judge whoever the hell legally made this fight happen thank that guy because without him without deontay wilder fighting for this trilogy legally uh we would have never gotten this classic and uh it was uh it was such a thriller such a thriller we'll take a quick break here on the show when we come back we'll get into a little bit of what's next for everybody else the idea of a fourth fight do, do we uh do we go in the direction of trying to get an undisputed champion where do we go from here we'll take a quick break be back with more after this welcome back everybody tobin's fight show here we continue on our recap of tyson fury versus deontay wilder the gypsy king taking the rematch uh in las vegas last night knocking out deontay wilder in the 11th round absolute thriller absolute classic um it was some questions you know they were trying to lay the groundwork on the broadcast which uh, which was, should they do it a fourth time? I can't, uh, I just, I don't know how you could get any better than that. You know, this was, uh, you, you think of like famous fourth fights, like you go to like Juan Manuel Marquez versus Manny Pacquiao, but that third fight was pretty underwhelming. You know, like it was a draw, Probably one that should have gone to Juan Manuel Marquez more so than the other ones did. And so the fourth one actually did have some storyline to it. I don't know how he can get any better than this. You know, I don't think that Deontay Wilder can beat Tyson Fury. Um, Well, I shouldn't say that. Like, look, he's put him on the canvas four times. But I don't know what are going to be the circumstances where he finally puts him on the canvas and it finishes him off these are two guys with iron wills and clearly he's got to put himself probably in a position where he is just in a much more better i guess i guess condition but i don't even know how you could grade that with how crazy these wars have been so i'm I'm not even saying it as a criticism of deontay wilder uh i just i don't know what what are the circumstances he would just have to hit him with such an atomic bomb that fury wouldn't see and I just, I don't know. Tyson Fury just strikes me as too good to get caught with something like that. And I do think that he got a lot of what he was searching for, other than the championship, obviously. Uh, As far as the respect factor and all of the things that he argued from the previous fight, especially the idea of being able to go out on his shield, uh, that he could continue the the type of uh, warrior that he is in the ring. I think he showed all of that. I think he do. I think he did shut up a lot of people with that. And I think a lot of ways, and this happens in the mixed martial arts community a lot more than it does in boxing, but I think in a lot of ways, even in this loss, showed people a lot of something. Um, because, you know, you, you go back to the first fight where he was able to put Tyson Fury down, but not really a fight he was ever really in danger. You know, he was getting outboxed and outfoxed, but he wasn't in danger. This was a fight that off the bat and everything that he dealt with in the lead up to this, he was in danger early on. He was put on the canvas early on. Even with the savvy, the game plan that he had in the first round, um, he was able to show a, a grit and a determination that 
we'd seen before, like we've seen it in the first Luis Ortiz fight where he was he was put down and uh, definitely had to uh, was definitely hurt and and was uh, would had to gather some things to go and get that win for sure. So it's not something we haven't seen from Deontay Wilder before, but this was uh, much higher stakes, much bigger stage. And um, I just don't see the purpose of, of doing it a fourth time right now. I don't think it, could you see it down the line? I guess that's probably going to depend on how long Tyson Fury wants to fight. It's it will be interesting because this whole Anthony Joshua Alexander Usyk thing has a monkey wrench into it because we have to see what is the conclusion of that. Anthony Joshua uh, has invoked his rematch clause, and so they'll do that again. Hopefully, they'll do it pretty swiftly, and we could get to it. So maybe in the summer, we could get an undisputed heavyweight champion. I think that's ultimately what we want. Yeah, I would say commercially, Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua is the bigger fight. But I really think that Tyson Fury is the biggest star right now. I think that he is the guy who sells the most as far as, you know, there was some talk. That, oh, is he as big an American star as he is in Britain? The Britain, the British fans are just better boxing fans than Americans are. Just bar none. Like, you can't compare. Um, so I would say, yeah, probably AJ is the bigger deal. But Tyson Fury's kind of detached himself from the UK more so than AJ has. I still think that if you went over there and had a UK fight, be this conquering hero, I, th I still think it would be a big deal. And if they did the fight, and if, if AJ did get his belts back from Usyk, which I don't think that he will, uh, but if he did, it would be an absolute monster over there. An absolute monster over there. But I, I think right now, Tyson Fury's kind of the money man. Like, I, I would think outside of Canelo Alvarez, um, I, th I think that Tyson Fury's probably got a, a little bit of a spark to whomever he fights next. If it's Dillian White, I think that's going to be a big deal for his next fight. I think that if he ends up fighting Usyk, that'll be a big deal. I think that if he fights Anthony Joshua, that's, that will clearly be the biggest deal. Um, I just, I think for him and Deontay Wilder, the time apart will be better. They are rivals. Apparently, according to Tyson Fury, didn't go great in the ring. We didn't hear from Deontay Wilder in the ring, um, which is fine. They don't have to be friends. You know, like it, it would be nice if everybody would hug it out and be sportsmen. That Hey, that would be nice. It's not necessary for me as a boxing fan. It's okay for Deontay Wilder to hate Tyson Fury's guts. It's okay. It's okay for Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder not to like each other. Not everybody has to be, you know, Holyfield and Bo who are, you know, best friends in South Florida years after their wars. They, not everybody has to be that. It's okay for me. I can live with it. Some people can't live with it. I can live with it. It's fine with me. You know, and people want to judge uh, Deontay Wilder into sportsmanship. Dude, that dude just gave you sportsmanship over his, his, his blood, his brain, and his body over 11 rounds. Save me with, hey, he didn't talk to uh, Heidi Angle afterward. Um, for me, I would just like the next fight for him to be for the Undisputed Championship. It would be nice if he could just go right to whoever it is in the summer. Um, you know, there's been talk that he wanted to fight Dillian White, and Dillian White's been sitting here waiting for his WBC title chance for what seems like four or five years. So I'd be into it. I think that's a fun fight. Um, still a dangerous fighter. Um, I don't think he's got anything for Tyson Fury, to be honest with you, because I don't think Dillian White's as good as 
Deontay Wilder. But it's a fun fight. They talk a lot of bleep. He's a knockout artist. I'd be I'd be cool with that. Um, you know, does Andy Ruiz find his way back into the into the mix somewhere? I'm cool with that. Um, I don't think that anybody really on this heavyweight showcase showed too much that they're ready to go in there with the Gypsy King. Um, seems a little bit crazy to me. So I don't know. I and I, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 Tyson Fury ends up you know, also going away for a little bit and kind of waiting for things to sort themselves out. He has shown he's still a very dangerous man with, what, 500-plus days off. He doesn't need to be active. I know that he's said that he likes to be active and that he wants to be active, but I think we saw tonight not necessarily necessary for him to be active. He's still a very dangerous man who is in very, very good shape. Um, if you were worried about COVID uh, fallout, about what his uh, his oxygen tank would be, he looked pretty great in eleven in round eleven, so I didn't think there was a lot of physical fallout from that either. So, yeah, for, from my standpoint, I kind of just want to see him wait this out. Hopefully, we get AJ versus Usyk fairly soon, and then we can leap off into the summer and let's get to the undisputed championship. If he wants to do a, a Dillian White fight, I'm cool with that. I think that's a fun fight. I don't, but as far as a fourth fight with Deontay Wilder, this is what I would say. I think it comes under these circumstances. One, somehow in the midst of Usyk, somebody loses a belt. Deontay Wilder ends up picking up another belt and gets into the mix that way. Okay. They're still undisputed on the line. He, uh, you know, I I don't think you're never going to have people not want to see them fight. But I don't think that we should see them fight right away. I would like to see Deontay Wilder get his hand raised. We have not seen his hand raised in victory in a while. So let's let's see that element to it as well. Let's see a Deontay Wilder who is victorious. Let's see a guy who maybe goes down the strategy with Malik Scott. I do think Malik Scott and him was a good match. I do think that we saw a guy. I thought that the the stuff that he had in the corner, I thought he had good advice for Deontay Wilder. I thought that... He brought something out of Deontay Wilder. Um, so I'd like to see that partnership continue a little bit and see if these guys can uh, can do a little something with each other. So maybe a Deontay Wilder fights an Andy Ruiz. Maybe he goes and he fights, you know, I don't know. Maybe if Anthony Joshua ends up losing to Usyk, we get AJ versus Deontay Wilder just for kicks. I'd be into that fight too. So I think that he's got a lot of options out there. You know, this idea that there aren't big fights for, for Deontay Wilder, I think are false. And I think they are super false after tonight where he showed himself to be just an absolute an absolute gladiator in the ring against Tyson Fury. I, I think that he bought himself a lot of credibility as far as people wanting to pay. You paid your 80 bucks tonight. You aren't even thinking about it, I think, today, you know? Like, I got my pay-per-view bill this week for Pacquiao Ugas. I was like, yeah, you know, I got to see Manny's last fight, but, and Ugas had a cool moment, but stung a little, stung a little for the price you paid. This one, you don't feel that way at all. And I, I think that buys something for you the next time that you're on a, on a pay-per-view billing. I think that that, that, that definitely uh, gets you something from the fan base. It really, really does. Um, So, yeah. Best case, I think, is uh, we see a Deontay Wilder 
take some time off. This was, I, I hope both of these guys actually take a little bit of, of a break because this was a hellacious war. So, you know, Tyson Fury coming back and fighting in December, like he said he was, that seems kind of crazy after what he was just in in that ring. Uh, Deontay Wilder, I would, I would more than expect him to take some time off and maybe just kind of see, like, all right, if uh, Anthony Joshua ends up losing, that's the fight I would do. I would say... If we're not gonna get Usyk and we're not gonna get if we're not gonna get uh, AJ versus Tyson Fury, do AJ versus Deontay Wilder? You know, kind of the uh, the bragging rights of who that next guy is. I think Tyson Fury. I think he made a sound point tonight when he was like, "Listen, I think I think Deontay Wilder is the second best heavyweight on the planet." I think that's true. I think for a long time people thought it was AJ, and I think that you know maybe AJ has some more polish with his boxing. I don't think there's any denying that, but. Deontay's got more dog to him, man. He he just does. He's more entertaining that way. Um, I think that tonight erased a lot of every every everything that people were put off by with what was said after the second fight. I think that's you know stuff off into the ether. Should he not go on some you know crazy conspiracy tour after this? Although he will have some material, I will say. Um, but I think that uh, I think that for sure, Anthony Joshua, you know, I think I think that's a fun grudge match, and I think it's a it's a it's a good uh, it's a good just a, I think it's a good grudge match, and I think I think it's a good I don't want to say measuring stick because there's not really much to measure with both of them, but I think it's a good I guess uh, maybe pole position is the way to go. It's just I think it's a good jockeying position to see. Who is the next guy after this Usyk versus Tyson Fury thing is settled? Unless AJ wins. If AJ wins, then um, you know maybe Deontay fights Usyk. Maybe Deontay fights Andy jo- Andy Ruiz. I think there are options out there for him. I think for for Tyson, I think the only thing is to just wait for the undisputed belts. I really do. I don't. I don't see the point in doing anything else after a fight like this. I think because I think Tyson Fury was probably thinking to himself that this was going to be a pretty unentertaining fight and that he was going to wax Deontay Wilder and so that he would need something else to kind of keep the fire in the belly and to maybe spark something else. I think he got that tonight. I don't I don't think he needs to have that quick turnaround, but we'll see. I mean, he's not usually a guy who just gives lip service to stuff when it comes to his boxing career and, um, and uh, what he plans on doing and says he plans on doing. He usually ends up doing so if he does end up fighting in December, I'm not going to be shocked. I just don't think he needs to do it right now. So all in all, what a classic from these guys. What a what a night for boxing fans, for sports fans. It was uh so memorable. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this night for a long, long time. So thank you to Tyson Fury. Thank you to Deontay Wilder for a hell of a show. Um well worth every penny. And uh Hopefully they both do come out of this uh, healthy and we uh, can see them in the ring again. And um, man, just an unbelievable show from the both of them. We'll be back with more after this. Welcome back, everybody. Tobin's Fight Show here on 790 The Ticket. Got a great guest coming on up, Haush Manfio, who uh, trains down here at American Top Team. He is going to be fighting in the PFL Championships coming up on October 27th against Loik Rajivov who is the Jaguar Paul. We've had him on the show before. And uh, I think this is going to be a good matchup. Two, uh, two fun lightweights. 
with a chance to win a uh, million dollars and the championship. And with uh, Haush, you know, as a great story that you know almost was out of the sport, almost uh, almost left the sport, and uh, is now on the doorstep of life changing money and uh, and and a, and a prestigious title as well. So we got a conversation with him. I should mention though for local fight fans that Bellator is going to be making its return. Bellator 271 is coming to the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino on November 12th and it'll be cool. It's going to be Chris Cyborg. She is going to defend her Bellator title against Sinead Kavanaugh and uh, yeah, that'll be cool. I was giving uh, Scott Coker a little bit of bleep the last time uh, Yoel Romero fought because you know, he was making it seem like, oh yeah, yeah, we're coming back to South Florida and I thought Yoel Romero was naturally going to be the way to go and uh it wasn't and so i was a little upset i was like ah man what are we gonna fight down here you know dana white saying oh florida you're gonna get so many fights where are our fight where the hell are our fights where are our fights that's all i want to know so shout out to bellator they're coming down here november 12th at the hard rock and that'll be a little over two two and a half weeks from october 27th when we have uh pfl's championship we talked to Kayla Harrison. You guys got that conversation on my morning show this week. Clarissa Shields, we brought to you guys last week. If you didn't miss any of those shows, download the Toe and Fight Show podcast on the Odyssey app, or you guys can subscribe on YouTube. Go check those out. You guys can watch those interviews as well. They're also up on our website at The Ticket Miami. And I should mention also, Teofimo Lopez, George Cambosis, officially dropped by Triller, will now be uh, promoted by Matchroom Boxing. So Eddie Hearn... He does get the uh, he doesn't he does slide in there and do the uh, the runner up purse bid that the, uh, the that they put down with the IBF. Triller lost its one point two million dollar deposit, which apparently uh, is going to uh, is going to end up in a lawsuit with Triller and all that stuff. But damage is done, my friend. As far as I'm concerned with Triller, so that'll be an interesting. One we'll uh, we'll break down that fight a little bit more. Maybe uh, try and get George on the show as well and uh, see, uh, talk about everything that he's gone through with this. But let's uh, get to our next interview. Hauj Manfio, he is going to be fighting for the lightweight PFL championship on October 27th at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Get your tickets now, pflmma.com. Here's my conversation with the lightweight out of American Top Team. Very excited to talk to our next guest. We're here at American Top Team, and we're going to talk to an absolute badass here, Haush Manfio. He is going to fight in Loic Rajabov coming up at the PFL Championship October 27th at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. He's got a chance at the championship and a million dollars. Haush, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it. It's a pleasure, Brandon. Let's talk. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> like, does this blow your mind, though, man? Like, the opportunity, like, you've, you've, I've heard you talk about you know how hard it's been coming up and, and the opportunities to, to crack like the idea that you are a fight away from the championship and that kind of a prize what does that mean to you man I, I can read a book or make a movie of my the last three years of my life I have been through really a lot of troubles a lot of struggles but thank God he make me strong enough to you know enduring until I, I get to the show and to be at the finals is like a dream come true. I almost quit in my career 80 months ago. Wow. And uh, before I started the show, I asked my manager to, okay, don't find more fights for me. And uh, he asked just for one more month because he believed in me. And uh, he got me, putting me in the PFL. So I'm more than happy. If you didn't get that, what do you think you would be doing? 
Man, I was already cleaning offices at night. Wow. I was giving private classes. I have two baby daughters, so I need to, to, to provide. So I do everything I need to do. I cleaning, <laughs> security, I work with anything you can imagine. A lot of stuff. And uh, But uh, to be honest, like, I think I would to be giving private classes because I was doing great and the students like it. So I, I, I was almost quitting because I was able to pay my bills just giving these classes. And uh, thank God I didn't quit. Yeah, man, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, a, that's a true sign of, uh, of guts there to get through that. Yesterday at the press conference, getting a chance to face off with Luke, what was, that, uh, what was that like? Did you feel like you gauged anything from it? Did you get anything from seeing him or was it kind of business as usual? Uh, I think it's kind of just business yesterday, you know. We're still in preparation. Uh, I think the next face off is going to be like what is going to determine who is going to be the champion because you can see in the, each other's eyes like who are, if you are prepared or not. And, uh, but we still have like three and a half weeks to go. So these, we can evolve in a lot during this time. We have, like right now I need to cut like 22 pounds yet. So we're still like in preparation. So right now for, from, from yesterday, I took like nothing. <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah. Uh, is there is there still that crosstown rivalry down here in South Florida? Like he trains over at Sanford, you guys are here. Like that back in the day, that was like a big crosstown thing when they were at different gyms and stuff. I know they've moved a lot of locations, but like, is that still a thing where like hey, don't lose to somebody from Sanford when you when you train an American Top Team? I think when I just come six years ago for, uh, in American Top Team, uh, the Sanford was like Black Zillion. Yeah, 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 they were. A lot of they are big rivals. Yeah, but not anymore. I think when they changed the name, I don't know why the the organization, the other team changed. But uh, I didn't have this uh, feeling of rival mm-hmm. because when I arrived here, they already was rivals. So yeah. I, I I didn't leave the history why they are rivals. For me, it was just like another team. I need to beat the guys there. So it doesn't matter if it's from Sanford or from MMA Masters. It doesn't matter. So for me, has I, I don't have this feeling of to be a rival. Or I'm gonna fight someone from Sanford. No, I know they are a great team. They make a good job there, and uh, doesn't matter who is my opponent from. But since this fight is down here, and it is October 27th at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, get your tickets now. PFLMMA.com to watch Haouj fight for the championship against Loic. Um That idea that you do get a lot of support from your teammates. Like I saw at the last fight when you won. You guys had a lot of support. It wasn't like really open to fans, but they let people from the gym in and, and you had that kind of uh, support behind you. What does that mean when, when you have all these guys from the gym come and watch you and, and, and root you on? No, it's so special. This part is really good because to, when you fight in your seat, like, okay, this is my, my backyard. So I have my, my brothers, my, my, my train partners, even my pastor from my church was there and he prayed with me before the fight starts. So was really good and uh this is turned this fight more special definitely how did it feel uh how does this feel for you man since you you, you know such a family man and you know the, the the idea of you do anything to provide for your family like what did it mean when you got to the point like man i'm gonna have a shot at such a great prize to really provide for them uh i think i realized everything was changed after my fight against anthony Perez in the second fight of the season because when i fought like the that big star like he is 
and I talk after, my career is never more going to be the same so I never more you you have uh, will have some difficult to find fights for me because now I have this winning against Anthony Perez so I there everybody know my name right now so this was very important so since that moment I realized okay now everything changes and I think this turn things easier for me because now it's just the the, the joy like okay let's fight again because thank God now I, I don't have the struggle to pay my bills anymore. Uh, I, I don't have, you know, I, I achieve like good sponsors. And uh, so everything changed already for me. The, the million is like an extra bonus. Yeah, a nice extra bonus. Yeah, very great. <laughs> uh, before we get to Adam, just look as a fighter, what do you see? Like, what do you, what do you look when you're getting ready for this fight? What are the big challenges that you think you need to neutralize? And, and how can you, I, I guess, execute best to go get the win i think this fight is going to be the best fight of the night that's my first impress because he's like my opposite he starts really strong and i start like so so 70 percent. so he's dangerous than me in the first round so this make me start the fight uh, like more alert and uh every round he goes a little bit lower and i grow a little bit so in the middle, like in the third round, fourth round, I think I, I know I'm gonna finish this fight because it's just to, it's a matter of like, like I need to doing good in the first round, be strategy and keep it going, keep pushing naturally. I, my stamina is growing, growing, growing and I have a lot of heart. So I've, I know, I not think, I know I'm gonna knock out this guy in the fourth round, maybe 50, but it's gonna be a great show because he's a, uh, he has a lion heart, and I have this lion heart too. I am the war horse. So, what can I tell you? This is, is going to be fireworks. What else has to be said, man? Get your tickets now. PFLMMA.com, October 27th at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Go watch Hosh Manfio fight for that championship, fight for that million dollars. It's a hell of a card. You got Kayla Harrison in the main event. Clarissa Shields is going to be on the card. They put on a hell of a show. October 27th. Be there, Hosh. Thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Brandon. No, I'm already happy. Us. Thanks again, Aouj, for the time. Appreciate him. I appreciate his uh, his story. It's a it's a hell of a story, and uh, hard not to root for him. Hard not to root for him, and uh, everybody that's going to be in this championship. It's a it's huge stakes on the line. So you got him on the card. You have Clarissa Shields making her second professional mixed martial arts fight. Kayla Harrison as well going for her championship, her second PFL championship, a million dollars. So. It's a fun card, man. It's coming up on October 27th. I'm going to be in the building for that. I believe Leroy has said that he wants to be in the building for that, so we may have ourselves a little uh, silly sauce uh, showdown soiree at the Seminole. I don't know why i got to go so much with the alliteration. I went a little over the top there. i got to be honest with you. Point is, it's going to be a fun night of fights. I would recommend getting your tickets now and uh, coming to watch it. If you guys see us, uh, you know, just tell us, you know, shout out something show-related like goosies. Anyway, that's our show for today, everybody. Enjoy your football. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy whatever the hell you got going on, and we'll talk to you next time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.